Welcome back to Watching Friends. This is Season 3, Episode 20, The One with the Dollhouse. I'm Mark, and this has been great. I'll give you a call. I'm Ryan, and you're not welcome in the house of no imagination. <laughs> uh, so yeah, our listeners have been on tenterhooks. Uh, you know, we at the end of every episode, we give out our socials. I'm going to chuck them out now, because people don't listen to the end, I, I think. And this is the whole point of this bit. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at WatchFriendsPod. You can write to us at watchingfriends.com. There's a little contact form there so you can tell us what your thoughts are about the show or a particular episode or just anything Friends-related. We love to hear from you and read it out and talk about it. We also have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash watchingfriends where we do lots of extra bonus content and other things and chat to you and just helps us uh, be supported by by you, our fans. But the reason I'm doing all this right now is because at the end of every episode, uh, Ryan is not very good at mentioning us or self-promoting us. And he promised uh, to fix that by making sure people stay at the end of the episode. And he was going to do that by uh, posting a, a trivia question right at the very start of the episode. And he would only give the answer at the very end to make sure that you listen the whole way through. I mean, you know, when we do our socials at the end anyway, uh, we do actually normally go very far off script and off topic and talk about random stuff anyway. So it's always worth listening to the end. But in case you don't now, there's going to be a question and answer. And uh, Ryan is going to give us that question. I did fix it. I have found today's trivia. Today's trivia is what is Matt LeBlanc's first credited role? And. Uh, if right. you're screaming the answer right now already, very impressed. Yep. If you're not, you, you can write to us on Twitter or Facebook, and uh, we will see the timestamps and see if it's before the end of the episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but if not, you will stay tuned, and you will find out the answer at the end of the episode. Yeah, uh, where we'll probably not repeat the socials this time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, just, we'll, just give you, we'll just give you the answer. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's worth listening to the end. I, I hope you do enjoy all our episodes. I completely stole this idea from Ice Hockey. Um, okay what what they're like hey if you want to watch the whole match here's some trivia that you got to stay for till the end to there'll be like a, a question in like the middle of the first period where they'll be like which new jersey devil also scored a shutout against the maple Leafs in their first appearance or whatever and, and you're like oh this is a terrible match but i've got to stay to the end to get the trivia answer normally give you the answer people it's before the end of the match right and in the i don't know there were 18 years i've been watching hockey i've probably got the answer right four times because it's, it's America and stats, so it'll be insane. It'll be like, who has a 6.2 goals against average when facing this team on a sunny <laughs> afternoon? And it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, who would know this? Um, but when I do get it right, I get very happy with myself. But that's where I thought, you know what? People like trivia and, and knowing things. They do. Uh, I mean, they do listen to this podcast to try to learn things and then tell us that we're wrong. So, I mean, that's how we learn things too. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's win-win. It's a, yeah. it's a learning community we've got here at Watching Friends. Yes, uh, yeah, we're, we're not always right, but we just move on through and uh, try to correct ourselves later. We're not always right, but we don't mind being wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's jump right into this episode. We're in Monica's, and the, the episode literally just jumps right in. And uh, Joey is really into this woman he's working with. So if you skipped our previous episode, uh, he was into a woman called Kate that he'd just started working with at the, the new play production. Mm-hmm. That's what you call them. Just a bit stuck up from yeah. him. Uh, yeah, so he, he, he's really into it. And I guess, you know, maybe he's grown up or maybe just wanting what he can't have because he's a bit besotted by her. He is. It's, it's, it's a nice side of Joey to see, I guess. Ross uh, then walks in and he's got some news for Monica whilst he creepily touches her and gives her a shoulder massage. What is up with that? I'm asking you. It, <laughs> I don't know. It must be a yank thing. Like, well, no, I don't know. Because, like, He's very touchy-feely. We've mentioned this a few times. That Ross is very touchy-feely with Monica, which is a weird brother-sister thing. Like, when you come come home, do you go up to your sister and give her a shoulder massage when you want to talk to her? No, nope. no, it's it's very odd. I don't know what it quite is. I, I, I just assume it's an American thing. They're all open and touchy-feely all the time. Uh, any American listeners out there? Are you touchy-feely? Brian needs to know. I, I feel like the British equivalent is cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't like no, I, I actually probably like the American way of getting a shoulder massage and some tea. Don't know. Uh, but yeah, so here's our first clip. Monica, uh, Dad called this morning, and uh, Aunt Sylvia passed away. We were all pretty shaken up about it. Wait, am I missing something, though? Because I always thought death was supposed to be sad, in a way. 
Well, uh, Aunt Sylvia was, well, not a nice person. No, oh, she was a cruel, cranky old bitch. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I love the way she's like, yeah, she's dead. And it's like, yeah, I, lots of people when you mention a death are like, oh, that's very sad. And I feel like sometimes, no, you can be, maybe happy is the wrong word. Uh, but yeah, just be like, yeah, who cares? Like, they weren't a nice person. Why should I feel sorry for them? Yeah, I mean, well, I'm curious as to how cruel and cranky and bitchy this woman had to be, given the way Monica's mum talks to her. Yes. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, no, we, we do learn in, a, in an episode, I'm sure it's previously, where, uh, you know, Monica's mum is the way she is because of how her mum treated her sort yeah. of thing. But I was like, damn, if, like, that's the, if that's acceptable mum behaviour, like, how bitchy was this aunt? Like, well, when did she celebrate? And she's yeah, dead? well, what's, what's the family like in the, in the Gellers? Yeah. Well, well, no, it wouldn't be the Gellers, would it? Because that would be Jack's family. I don't know. We don't know which aunt we this don't is. Know which no. no. Um, so, yeah, so Aunt Sylvia has passed away. And, yeah, Monica is pretty happy about it. Uh, Ross, you know, he's been a bit more serious about it, even if she wasn't a nice person. But Monica gets the dollhouse. This is a little bit odd that uh, he's like, I've got some bad news. Aunt Sylvia's passed away. But don't worry, she's already given out all the stuff. Like, normally you find out, like, after the funeral, like, yeah, like what you're getting. When did she go? It wouldn't surprise me if Jack was just late telling them. <laughs> yeah, that, maybe. That'd be a Jack thing to do. Uh, you know, Monica offers to let Phoebe play with the dollhouse, after learning that she never had one. It said all she had was a barrel. But she had imagination. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, most kids are happy with just a box. Like, you, you buy them the fancy £70 toy, and they get more out of the box than they do the toy. Yeah, because it's adaptable. Yes, exactly. That's why like toys like Lego uh, are pretty good, because you can make it whatever you want. I mean, we'll touch more on this later when we get into the dollhouse, but okay. I like to build into Lego like the instructions. <laughs> <laughs> so we then have our intro, and we are now at Bloomies. Uh, it seems Chandler's taken Rachel out for lunch, which is quite nice. Uh, but was it just a bit of a ruse to see the women's underwear? Yeah, I don't know. He's like looking around as if, as if <laughs> like empty lingerie is somehow exciting. Well, yeah, like he's he's clearly there. And Rachel was like, "We don't keep the the underwear here." And then she gives him a catalog instead, and he's like, "Yes," and he's like happy, <laughs> and he goes home with it. Um, he has the internet, you know. Yeah, but it's three megabyte dial-up internet. Uh, three megabyte would have been amazing back then. <laughs> you're, you're talking 33k, aren't you? Where it slowly loads, <laughs> top to bottom, yeah, line after no, line. No. Hope no one picks up the phone. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, it kind of kind of weird that he's wanting catalogues for enjoyment. It's Chandler. He's a teenage boy sometimes. He just, is. Just, just, you know, there's no explaining him. Uh, and then Joanna, Rachel's boss, walks in and takes an instant shine to Chandler. Uh, Joanna has a question for Rachel, an awkward one, a sad and desperate one. But we'll find out later what that question is. Fair. Back at Monica's, she's got the dollhouse and it's huge and even has a hardwood floor. Which, fancy. I mean, it's a dollhouse made out of wood, probably would have a wood floor. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I don't know why she was so impressed. Uh, we get an I know from Monica and I bring this up because it's around now we get this catchphrase, if you can call it that, uh, an awful lot. Uh, it kind of gets annoying to me eventually, especially in the later seasons. You know, when I read that, I was like, what does he mean? And then when you said it, just my brain went, I know! And yeah. I was like, wait, no, he means <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, there, there's a few little phrases, uh, and Simpsons did this as well, where maybe even Frasier, when later seasons, you're like, yes, you use this an awful lot. It's annoying now. It's not, it's not a character quirk. Like, if you did that all the time, I'd be like, Ryan, can we have a word? Anytime I tell you something, you're like, I know. I've been told recently that I... When I don't know what to say, or there's a pause in conversation, or I want to change the topic, I'll just go, madness. <laughs> that's like, that's apparently my sort of response of just, I've, I don't know, I, since you were pointing out to me, I have noticed that I do do it. I've, ne I've never heard that before, so maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, like, look out for it. I'm going to try and stop doing it because it was commented on. And like, you know all the time. And then, we so were, if I tell you a long, boring story, you'll just be like, Madness. Madness. And that's like, <laughs> just, like, like apparently we met a friend the other day and I, they were telling a story and then I didn't know what to say so I just went, madness. And then you even did it to that person and I was like, nah, I like that person. I was like, damn, all right. But apparently it's just a thing I do. Okay. <laughs> so we'll keep listening and see if it's my version of I know. Uh, Phoebe has brought some things for the house, including uh, a dog ornament. Uh, it's pretty large. It can pee on the roof. Yeah, but that's because it was built on a radioactive waste mark. 
It was, yes. Uh, she's also got a ghost for the attic, which I think is really cool. Yep. I like that. Uh, and she's holding a giraffe too, I noticed. And there's even a backstory. It's built on a radioactive waste ground and an ancient Indian burial ground. I love, it. I love how Russ is like, Phoebe, that's not, that's, that, that wouldn't happen. And yeah. she's like, you don't know much about the US government, do you, Russ? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's, it's weirdly conspiratorial, but at the same time kind of makes sense. Like ancient Indian burial grounds are kind of odd to me. Like they're they're always Simpsons jokes, and I feel like in America there's there's probably way more stories and details to to this kind of joke, I guess. Yeah. Because obviously the the culture, what America did to the land and the people and, and so on, right? Over here, just like yeah, ancient Indian burial ground. Why would you build a building on there? No wonder you're going to be cursed, sort of thing. And it's just it's almost like the Egyptian tomb sort of thing. Like don't open the the mummy's tomb, otherwise the curse appears. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's a kind of weird time to be making this episode. Just at the time of recording, it's the weekend after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So it's a very kind of poignant holiday, I guess, for, for America. I actually forgot what they celebrated for. I messaged my friend who... Black, Black Friday and superb deals at Walmart. I just, we don't celebrate, do we? So I was just like, happy Turkey Day for whatever reason it is you celebrated to my American friend. And she was like, oh, it's happy colonizing day. Yeah. And I was like, uh, we don't celebrate them anymore. It's no. impolite and we'd never get anything done. <laughs> no, I, I've noticed that Thanksgiving is creeping in into British culture. Uh, started with uh, Cyber Monday was the first one, uh, about like 2012, something like that. Then Black Friday appeared, 2015, and that's where we had Asda, who is our uh, local supermarket, I guess. So it's owned by Walmart, yeah. or was owned by Walmart. I don't think it is anymore. Um they introduced it over here and you had people rushing in to get their Kodak 480p TVs at super cheap price and battering each other. And there was one woman on the TV, I remember, they're like, what did you buy? She's like, I, 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 I bought this vacuum cleaner. And they're like, why did you buy the vacuum cleaner? Oh, I, I just bought something. I wanted to be a part of it. It's like, oh, why? So, and now it's not Black Friday. I assume it's the same in the States. It's not Black Friday anymore. It's Black Friday month. Starting, yeah, starting in October. Black Friday deals all month long until December time. And then there'll be Christmas deals and January deals and more deals. And the price is higher than the actual deals. Yeah, I hate it. Um, I would exploit it. Like yeah. I bought myself Final Fantasy, Strangers of Paradise, Origin, whatever it's called, for like 25 quid because it was way cheaper than Square I normally sell it for. And I was like, cool, I'm happy with that bargain because it's something I already wanted. But I used to get really mad watching TV and seeing people sprint out of a shop with a, a 50-inch TV like that had a crap refresh rate and like yeah. one HDMI port. And- <laughs> well, well, it's like, you know, it's like the apocalypse is coming. Quick, you know, the world is falling apart. <laughs> get this TV so I'm fine in my bunker. It, it just, it's so exciting. It's just the idea that people don't know what they're buying and don't care what they're buying because they think they're getting a bargain. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's just crazy. Yeah, but I have noticed a few places mention Thanksgiving. And I think some of it comes because of our you know, connection on the internet with Americans. Like, you see, Happy Thanksgiving, so you mention it, and then it becomes a thing where you say it in the UK, even though it has no meaning here at all. Well, I only say it to my American friends. Yeah, but eventually it's, it's getting there. And, you know, it's a bit like uh, pumpkin spice lattes. They have been around for a little while because of Starbucks here. Yeah, uh, We're not really into the, the spice pumpkin things, but certainly if you're in America, everything is spice pumpkin yeah, in some way. Pretty much. So, yeah, it's, it's sl- Thanksgiving is slowly coming over here. Uh, but yeah, Rachel turns up and she needs to chat to Chandler, which confuses and upsets Ross a bit, uh, especially after the last episode and how he left that. I mean, which is something I need to talk to you and Ross is just used to that meaning him. Yes. <laughs> like, that's the dynamic. And yeah. It is kind of Rachel's fault for not being like, Chandler, I need to talk to you. Yeah. Just... Uh, shows out jo- Joanna liked what she saw with Chandler Ducky's action checking out the Chan Chan man <laughs> I would immediately stop talking to you if you were like checking out the Mark Mark man I would immediately be like right this conversation's done like I'm not even going to tell you that this person wants to date you like, you've, you've lost you've lost this yeah. uh, I did see a meme the other day which was uh, you know Ross and Chandler kind of got the worst nicknames Monica got Mon Phoebe got Phoebes Joey got Joe Rachel got Rach uh, Ross got Rossifer or Red Ross yep. and Chandler gets the Chan Chan man, man. <laughs> like no no as soon as he you can never say that how he said it with a straight face I don't know uh, yeah God knows it just yeah acting talent <laughs> yeah uh, is he interested yes he is um, although Monica is not interested in the dinosaur attack happening on her house or anything else of Phoebes 
I like how the dinosaur makes like a barking sound. <laughs> yeah, and, and Ross is like, you know, you do know dinosaurs don't do it. She's like, the little ones do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Ross is really annoyed, but we also have no idea what no, dinosaurs what sound made, like. No. They could have gone rough for all Ross knows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At the theatre, uh, Joey bumps into Kate before she's taken away. Poor Joey. He's uh, got a little crush. Uh, I do like the way he's like, yeah, I, t- I went to visit that place you told me about. Uh, oh, yeah, it was great, wasn't it, as she walks off? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I really did like that. Uh, Lauren introduces herself to Joey. Uh, she's Kate's understudy, and she's a big fan of Joey. Hey, Kate. Morning. Listen, I uh, went to that restaurant you were talking about last week. Hey, lovely. Come, talk to me for a minute. And I ate the food. It was good. I ate the fish. Yeah, it was good. Hi. I'm Lauren. Kate's understudy? Oh. Hey, Joey Tribbiani. Uh, I know. I'm a big fan of yours. What? (laughs) I used to um, schedule my classes so I could watch Dr. Drake Ramore on Days of Our Lives. Get out of here, really? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, but then they went and dropped you down that elevator shaft. They give me the shaft, all right. (laughs) Oh, you're so funny. (laughs) Listen, um, what are you doing after rehearsal? Do you want to get a drink or something? Well, uh... Now, I know you're a little bit oblivious to these sorts of things, Ryan. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had someone ever come on to you that strongly that quickly? No. No. Oh, I didn't notice that. (laughs) No. I, I think I would notice when they give the laugh and tell me I'm so funny. Yeah, but I think I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Like, you damn right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I did like the way she came over and she's like, oh, I'm such a big fan of you. And he's like, oh, okay. And she's like, oh, and then they dropped you down the elevator shaft. That was a little bit sarcastic, the way she said that. I didn't like that. Yeah. Uh, but then he's like, yeah, they gave me the shaft. Oh, yeah, Joey <laughs> yeah, made yeah. me laugh. Yeah. Uh, no, I've never had anyone laugh at my terrible jokes. Uh, over the top and then invite me out for a drink um i get really uncomfortable with with compliments about things i've done though um like people all be like oh right i enjoyed this episode of the podcast and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> yeah please don't listen <laughs> i'm just, just like yeah, thanks um i remember that the first like really enthusiastic piece of feedback i got in person about the podcast um it was nothing to do with you, all right. It was entirely to do with Jess being on the show. Okay. Like, which they enjoyed Jess. Like, Jess was great. <laughs> you, you two, I didn't remember at all. I was like, wow, you've listened to like 20 odd episodes to get to that point. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, well, at least they struggled through to get to the yeah. highlights. Uh, yeah, we, we need to get Jess back on, I think, definitely. Yeah, we do. It, it was very funny feedback, to be fair. Uh, yeah, I, I'd like the way, you know, that Joey kind of makes up his mind because he sees Kate in the background kissing the director. Uh, I feel like he could have just made up his mind anyway. Like, yeah, he, he kind of likes Kate, but, you know, there's another lovely person who's interested in him. Why not see where that goes? I mean, yeah, but people's brains don't work that way. Like, you no. want what you want and you'll take what you can get, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what, Ryan? You you definitely are the epitome of, you know, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> well, it's, you know, that's what he's doing. Like, he can't have what he wants and then look what's, you know. You make do, I suppose. I'm stubborn, so I wouldn't, but... Keep, Joey, di- keep digging. Joey's Joey. <laughs> dig, dig, dig your way out of this. Uh, back at Phoebe's, Monica has her own dollhouse made from cardboard, and it's super fancy. There's a slide, the front flips down, and a licorice room. You can eat the furniture. Yep. Uh, this is a pretty cool house. There's even an aroma room, uh, far better than Monica's stuffy china cabinets. I, I really love the way that she's got the licorice room. I'm like, I, will, I want to eat it, but then you kind of ruin it. Uh, the way the the guys like, oh wow, look at this cool, and then you know, Monica's like, I've got this. They're like, oh yeah, that that that's a thing, isn't it? Yeah, back to Phoebe's house, way better. Uh, even better though is once the lights and bubbles appear on Phoebe's house. Fair. I mean, I feel bad for Monica. This is where you tell us that you had a dollhouse as a child, isn't it? I didn't have a dollhouse. Okay, but if I had a dollhouse, I probably would have wanted Monica's because. I have an imagination, but I like immersive experiences, even as a child. So when I couldn't carry my turtle's blimp because it was too heavy, I had to get <laughs> shot down and crash so the turtles could fight on the sofa because I had it there and needed to do something. So I would want it, I would want Monica's house because it's all contained and it's it's one set universe and you know, like that's the dollhouse. You can't have a giant dog that's bigger than the house because that breaks my immersion in my dollhouse. So I'm kind I'm with I'm with Monica on this I, one. I feel like I've told this story before, but I'll tell it in case I haven't. So one of my uh exes, they were really into the PC game The Sims. I'm sure most people know of that, right? Yeah. And 
I'm going to tell two stories, actually. So the first one is, like, I played The Sims when it first came out, and I spent all the money that I had on a nice big house for, for Mark in the house. And I didn't have any more for any furniture because I spent it all on the house. <laughs> just just the, the walls and decoration. All I could afford was a chair. I was like, fine, get the chair, and then tomorrow morning you can get a job and you can earn some money and then you can buy some more furniture, right? Sadly, Mark didn't sleep in the chair, so he got sad. He didn't want to look for a job. He then got depressed and he didn't have a bathroom or any food and got worse and worse and worse in his chair to the point, you know, he couldn't do anything and I had to restart the game because I had no money to do anything, right? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but one of my previous parts, she was very into Sims. She had whole storylines for them all. So every character, like, you know, the families had their own storylines and she was like, oh, this person when they grow up is going to date this one and they're going to have a kid and it's going to be named this and they're going to do this and they're going to do these jobs and blah, blah, blah. Like whole world building thought out years in advance as like she played through the game. Enters Mark. Suave Mark comes in to, <laughs> to create a mischief. And that's where I started uh, making sure every character locked each other characters away or upset them or set houses on fire or got with each other. Ruined her storyline. And uh, I didn't save the game because that would have upset her. That's nice that way you're the expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He ruined my world. But yeah, you know, it sounds to me like you're the type of like, no. This character is going to be with this one. And this is how long they're going to be together before, before the new romantic interest in, enters, like the Truman Show almost. Whereas I play games where I'm like, nope, chaos is going to reign here and I'm going to mess everything up. I mean, I wouldn't play The Sims. So I, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely a Phoebe of like, no, dinosaurs are going to come and they're going to attack the house and things are going to happen. And you're like, no, no, dinosaurs don't exist in the 1840s. Do you know what? This is going to be a weird confession to say as a 36-year-old man. Do you know what toys I always wanted as a kid and never got any of? Uh, the the doll that pees? No, those like Sylvanian families, <laughs> like the little. They look really cool, and I was I was like, oh, I want a screw family. <laughs> but there was always like because being a nerd, I always wanted them. But it was like, right, I can either have a Game Boy Color or a Squirrel family, and the Game Boy Color would win um, of the two choices. But I st even now I see an advert and I go. I could buy a badger house. <laughs> and I'm like, you can't, I can be a 36-year-old man with a comic book collection and nerdy crap, but I can't imagine like my partner coming over and being like, there's Ryan's nerdy crap. There's Ryan's nerdy crap. Why well, is there a family of mice? You know what? I can't wait to get this out before Christmas and then every present you open is Sylvanian families. <laughs> they look cool. I guarantee my kids will end up with them because I'll be like, nope, dad wants to buy you the badger house and yeah. squirrel family, so you're going to have them. Yeah, but they look cool, but I never had it. No, children, you can't touch it. They must stay on the shelf as collectibles. Oh, I hate those people. I don't know. I feel like you're, you may be becoming a secret furry. Who knows? I've met a few furries, to be fair, at Comic-Con. They seem nice people. Yes. They definitely weren't what I expected. No. Was it yiffing? Like, I expected, like, you hear all the weird internet. I, that, that's not a word you should be saying that casually. Yeah. Do, that, not, do not search I for don't it. even know what it means. Uh, I just it's, know, not, it's not something good. It's one of those furry phrases that you hear, like, the cliches. I mean, to be fair, there's a, there's a furry parade in Birmingham every weekend and i used to work at a comic book shop that was if you know birmingham on the queen's way and there's like a giant junction so now we know his, uh, his house address his phone number his email and now where he used to work well, they, they know that already <laughs> <laughs> but yeah essentially they would you would just see like about 50 furries in their costumes like go across the street and there'd always be like a stir but obviously working there for years you'd see it every saturday so after the fourth time you're like whatever you never got to run out and be like do you have Sylvania families? Because I enjoy them. I bet they do. <laughs> we'll have to find out. Uh, Chandler enters and Rachel is excited to hear how the date went. Turns out Joanna is a big doll dud though. Uh, but Joanna had an amazing time it seems. Oh, okay. How did it go? Tell me everything. Well, the movie was great. Dinner was great. And there's nothing like a cool, crisp New York evening. Mm. Of course, I didn't get to enjoy any of that because Joanna's such a big doll dud. <laughs> is fantastic what? oh god we just clicked you know how people just click like he came by to pick me up and i opened the door and it was just like click <laughs> did he tell you why well, oh and he's got such a good heart doesn't he have a good heart oh, oh i know and he's so sweet listen he said he was gonna call so put him straight through <laughs> isn't this great don't spoil it so spoilers for a future episode of friends uh joanna sadly dies what what do you mean, what? <laughs> I'm planning along. Um, I feel like she should have met Parker, Phoebe's boyfriend, because, you know, she's like, oh, you know when you just click and he came by the door and just click? Like, I feel like he has that same kind of attitude and mentality. Yeah, they'd have gotten very, very well. Yeah. Uh, I really liked how Chandler's like, oh, you know, we had, there was a beautiful meal and the crisp New York evening. Like, I can imagine it right now. And he's like, I didn't get to enjoy any of it. 
because she was a doll dud. I feel like Parker is the kind of the cliche of what people expect Americans to be like, just like yep. loud and excited and positive all the time. Not New Yorkers so much, but like yeah. de- definitely West Coasters. Um, but yeah, she's. I feel bad for you know Joanna Lobby because she's being called a big door dud. Like, well, yeah, we we were we mentioned this in the previous episode, and this is, I guess, where we talk about it. Is you know Chandler has obviously in this date kept up the conversation and chat and be, being witty and being him himself basically, and she's probably been pretty boring, and so she's had a great time, but he hasn't. Yeah, like, you know, she basically got a free comedy show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. It happens sometimes. Dates are just, you know, there's, there's one-sided. You're, like, you, you're, you're putting your best foot forward and they're just not keeping up. It, it is interesting how people do just click, though. Like, there are people you've met in life where the moment you meet them, it's like you've been best friends forever. And I can't figure out what that connection ever is. Like, uh, other people you meet, you're like, there's just no, nothing to talk about. You know, like when uh, Ross and and, and uh, Paul Rudd are sitting on the sofa and he's like talking about beer stuff. Like they just have no connection. And I can't figure out what is the difference between the person you meet where you do just click instantly and your best friends and the people that you just don't ever connect with. Because when, when you do click with someone, there isn't like this moment of you going yes like this is the bit where we became best friends it's just it just happens instantly you don't formally agree in it like oh, no, okay no, yes, no. We, it's just we... you somehow get on and it probably is the back and forth right uh but yeah i could certainly imagine chandler being trying his best and trying to be a, a good host in a sense and she's besotted but uh not that interested yeah uh we are then back at the theater and joey is rehearsing his part with kate Turns out the director doesn't see them committing to the moment. No. Uh, he's a bit of a drama queen, and, you know, Kate is a, a bit upset about Joey mentioning this. Um, drama queen is probably the wrong word, because he's quite, you know, like a lot of these directors, a bit eccentric yeah, over I, the top. He's, I like him. He entertains me. He's like, I'm going to take this call, and when I get back, and he's just very flamboyant and dramatic and over the top, but in a vaguely entertaining pretentious yeah. way yes. like it's like this this look in the like, peel the onion like it's just <laughs> full of weird but he entertains me i don't know if i'd spend a whole day with him but he entertains me when he's in the episode no i did i did like the way joey mentions this and uh goes oh you know a bit upset isn't he and whatnot uh and then perhaps kate cares uh who joey is coming out with you know but why would you care mark why would you care i am going to take this call when I continue, I hope that there will appear on stage this magical thing that in the theater we call committing to the moment. <laughs> the guy's like a cartoon. What do you see in him anyway? He happens to be brilliant, which is more than I can say for that sweater you're dating. Hey, I'm not interested in her sweater. It's what's underneath her sweater that counts. So <laughs> <laughs> it's underneath the sweater thing. <laughs> like he, he's so dense. Yep. Uh, yeah. Love the, him. Yeah, it's it's great. You know, you can tell Kate is, you know, she's annoyed at what Joey's saying about her boyfriend, but also she's like, Oh, what about the, the sweater over there? Yeah, I'm gonna say something mean back. Yeah. Um Matt LeBlanc is actually really good at doing bad acting. Like, he goes from, like, fantastic real acting to being bad as his character. Yeah, it's, it's like two performances in one almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's very subtle. Like, you know, he, you're watching him be, be Joey, but also he's being Joey who is being bad actor. Yeah. <laughs> Inception. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the director is upset and leaves. Uh, guess they can go home then. Lauren certainly thinks they can and hopes Joey will join her. But he wants to stay back and uh, practice more with Kate. Does he really want to practice, though, or does he want to just stay with Kate? He wants to practice something. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think part of him is he wants to spend more time with Kate. Yeah. But I think, actually, he's, he also wants to be a better actor. Like, all throughout his journey on the show, he's talking about how he's not a good actor and he should be better. And, you know, he is a bad actor and he does need to practice more. So he, he does try hard. Yeah, I think it's like 70, 30. Like it's 70% wants to spend time with Kate, but then 30% is like, well, no, we need to, we need to get this right because yeah. people are going to be paying to watch it and I'm a professional. Yeah. Even if he's not the best actor, in his head, he's still a professional. Yeah. 
Uh, Kate wants to add more heat to the scene. And as we know, if there is heat on stage, there is an off for maybe not this time because Kate and Joey have a bit too much heat. Like, what are we going to do about the scene, huh? I don't know. Well, um, maybe if it had more heat. Well, how do you mean? Well, Adrian's looking for a reason to stay, right? Victor can't just kiss her. He's got to... He's got to really give her a reason, you know? Maybe he could slip her the tongue. <laughs> or maybe... Maybe he could grab her and, 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 and lift her up. Yeah, yeah, and then Adrian, she, maybe she could wrap her legs around his waist. <laughs> and then she could rip off his shirt and kiss his chest and his, his stomach. And then he could use his teeth, his teeth to undo her dress and... and and bite her. And then right, right when the scene ends, he could take her with this raw animal. Uh, uh. Something like that? Yeah, that's pretty much what I had in mind. Yeah. Yeah, this reminds me of the time when you mentioned your uh, erotic text messages that you can write. And, and I'm, I'm reminded of that with uh, Joey and Kate. I don't remember this conversation because my memory's terrible. Should, should, we, should we go back to the yeah, episode? <laughs> Hang on, let me just insert the clip here. Okay. <laughs> this, this reminds you of that, did it? Um, yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's, their descriptive... Yeah, you know, he that, should slip of the tongue. Great writing there, Descriptive, I mean... I, it's, again, it's TV and it's comedy, but I'm like, what happens between... Like, that bed isn't on the stage. That doesn't happen then and there. There's, like, a whole transition between that conversation, going across town, getting to Joey's apartment, and then this happening. Yes, because it turns out that they are in bed. And I have the question, why do people in bed on TV shows always take the covers off their faces? That seems strange to me. What do you mean? Well... Why are you covering their face? Why are you in bedroom if you need to cover their face? Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Who, who, right? So when you, even if you're going to sleep, right, you get under the covers, but your face pokes out from under the covers, right? Yeah. You never pull the covers completely over you. But in TV shows, they always like pull it out as if, as if they like come up from underwater and like, oh, I've got some air now. Oh, okay, fair. I'm with you. I'm following. Yeah, so I, I wonder why they always do that on TV. I know it's meant to show they were doing stuff in bed. A dramatic reveal. Yeah, but, but no one pulls the covers over because covers make it all stuffy. Yeah. And hard to breathe, less oxygen. True. So yeah, it's it's just a, a weird, it's just yeah. a weird thing that that I saw. So, uh, but while we think about that weirdness, uh, I think it's time for us to have a quick break. Mark and I create this podcast in our own time, and we'd love to bring you more content. To do that, we need your support. Join the Watching Friends community at patreon.com forward slash watching friends. Our £5 tier, also available in dollars, will get you the ad-free version of the show, access to the exclusive content such as our episode all about James Michael Tyler, our top 10 rankings of everything from the best episodes to our favourite guest stars, and our exploration of all the weird and wonderful Friends merch, Friends Fest and much more. And beginning at the end of January, Mark and I will delve into the fantastic spin-off series, Joey, only available to patrons, help shape the future of our content with access to our Patreon polls. We're there for you. Be there for us and the rest of the Watching Friends community at patreon.com forward slash watching friends. Joey walks into Monica's with a big smile on his face. He sure is happy and decides to hug Monica and Ross. Just reminds me of the time uh, when Ross was going down the street, uh, you know, dancing around the lampposts. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, someone got lucky. Twice. Twice. <laughs> uh, yeah, he had an amazing time. He even calls it lovemaking. Pretty besotted. I love Monica's reaction where she's like, what? Like she knows it's a big deal because of the, the phrasing. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of true. You, you can tell when people got lucky. They, they have a different demeanor to them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Rachel and Chandler are discussing Joanna. Turns out Rachel doesn't know the phrase I'll call you and what that may actually mean. I'm telling you, Joanna's got it all wrong, okay? All I said was, this was fun. Let's do it again sometime. I'll give you a call. Oh, 
Oh, gee, I wonder why she thinks you were going to call her. That's what you say at the end of a date. You can't just say, nice to meet you, good night? To her face? <laughs> Look, it's the end of the date. I'm standing there. I know all she's waiting for is for me to say, I'll call her, and it just, you know, comes out. I can't help it. It's a compulsion. Come on, Rach. When a guy says he's going to call, it doesn't mean he's going to call. <laughs> this never happened to you? Well, they always called. <laughs> Bite me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, imagine going on a date with someone and being like, nice to meet you. Goodbye. <laughs> like, that'd be so weird. Would it? I've done that. Have you? Yeah, not in that exact phrase. No, but... no, but like, yeah, it, it seems like, nice to meet you. Goodbye. Like, so emotionless. That like, yeah, like, you don't have to say, I'll call you and not mean it. No, nah, just... You can yeah. be like, yeah, that, that was good. Um... Yeah, I don't know how you say I don't want to see you again without being rude. Uh, yeah, I guess you can't really. But no, just, just, it sounds, it sounds like again. you know how to do it. You've done it. Well, I mean, this can sound weird, but the dates that where I've have been unsuccessful because I've not enjoyed the company, I've just been like, well, you know, nice to see you. Get, let me know you get safe. Like, literally, just tell me when you're safe. <laughs> okay, that's I, a good way. <laughs> I said, I said it to everyone. Hang on, hang on. This this goes back to you never having the awkward moment at the door because you don't take them back to their door. You're like, well, it's not going anywhere. So uh, get home safely. Well, yeah, I'd like, if, if they're taking me home, I know they're home safely. <laughs> like, well, I don't need to ask if I'm leaving in the morning. I like the way they have to take you home. I could take them home. Do whatever yeah, I, I thought you'd be a proper gentleman and make sure that they got home safely. Whether you was like interested in the date or not, you'd be like, look, I'm going to be the, the proper gentleman. Take them to their doorstep. Make sure they get home safe. It depends on the commute. What if they've what if they've driven in? Well, yeah, that's fair enough. I'm going to sit in your car no, while you drive me yeah, to that's your fair, house. That's fair I'll enough. Walk you but... into the door and then get a taxi. Over. No, that's that's fair enough. Um, but you know, I was thinking in your younger years when there wasn't car ownership generally. Fair. Nope. Just oh. get home safe. Like I'm not responsible. <laughs> uh, that, that, that is quite a good way of. I, I'm not interested. Like just leave them at the train station. Goodbye. Hope you get home safe. Yeah, just let me know. So I'm yeah. not going to worry, and then I don't have to worry, and then I don't want to see you again. So. Yeah, that's better than I'll call you. Yeah, you're safe. I want to see you again. I, I think, yeah, <laughs> you, I, you need to give some Chandler some advice. Just right. don't take him to the door and uh, say, get him safe. Just don't set an expectation you're not going to deliver. Yeah. I, I did like the way that, you know, Monica's like, yeah, d don't you know this, Rachel? Because we have this a few times where she doesn't know dating language because it turns out in her life, everything's gone great every time. Yep. Which is one of those funny things where but the, the kind of the show breaks logic a bit i guess and kind of goes like rachel's really pretty so everyone calls rachel yeah. and then monica who is also a very attractive woman is like i have bad luck in dating because i'm me and yeah it's just she, like yeah she, she's calling you monica don't worry but yeah she's meant to be the the less attractive friend the one who doesn't get all the attention because she's friends with rachel sort of thing and it's like no she would yeah definitely um yeah, I, I quite I quite like the the way they do play on that little bit of like, you know, Monica becomes more of a real person. Like, yeah, like I've had men not interested in me. Like, that's fairly normal. Yeah. So Yeah, it's a very poignant bite me. Like yeah. bite me. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like she wants to be more mad about it, but <laughs> yeah. she can't have a go at her friend, but it's not her fault. No, I, I do really like how Rachel doesn't understand these rules, but yeah, Chandler shouldn't have said he'll call when he's not going to. Nope. Uh, we're at Bloomies again and Joanna is very desperate to find out why Chandler won't call why isn't she called Rachel why is he not calling uh, Rachel has a good lie though perhaps he feels awkward because she's Rachel's boss like, okay that makes sense like you might not want to date someone uh, who's closely related to you because you, you don't want it spreading around or whatever that's fair uh, this is when Joanna jokingly threatens her job though <laughs> there's a way to fix that like, yeah. oh okay yeah I, I like the way she's like we can feel and you're like yeah there's like 20% truth in that and 80% I'm joking but am I joking it's like if he says that's the problem you need a new job especially yeah. in the states where you can just fire someone yeah and, and Joanna's like this throughout the whole show uh, she's very much like you know there's a bit of power play going on there there uh, we haven't mentioned Sophie in all of this uh, I haven't really talked about her which is you know par for the course when it comes to Sophie, uh, really. Yeah, it's, it's, she's like the, the the colleague in the office for, for Rachel, and she's. I actually like her as a character. I wish there was more of her because she just seems like a nice, normal person. Know, she's a bit of a sycophantic brown noser, to be fair. She is a little bit, but I I kind of like the the personality she's got there. 
of like you know she's she's trying to do what she's young and she's like she's trying her best i think she works as a character in a sitcom as a person in real life on here yeah probably right uh it's yeah it's a shame we don't kind of go in a little bit more depth with her because she she has her moments and her lines so, but yeah we, we we don't really talk about her here because they are just literally here's a line yeah. and joanna's mean to her um yeah so poor rachel I do wonder, though, is this why friends don't ever set up other friends on dates? I mean, the only time you've brought it up, you've been like, no. <laughs> you like, you're not good enough for any of my friends. <laughs> no. And just, like, refused to do it for any of the lads. Oh, imagine this. They'll be like, Mark, why did you set me up with a guy who's into Sylvanian families? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I can't argue. <laughs> no. uh, so, yeah, I, I do wonder if this is why, because it probably... Well, you've, you've had it when you've set up friends on dates, and... They they want to ask you for advice or opinions or tell you about the date and you're like, I don't want to know. Like I set you up, that should be the end of my involvement now. Stop getting me involved in this. Yeah, that's fair. So Well, it's weird dynamics, like I've dated people who have been friends, we have a mutual friends mm. and sometimes it is a bit ooh, like you I can't talk to you about the relationship because it's it's weird because yeah. either you know me really well or you know that person really well and it feels like a weird overstep to be like, this person really picked me off last week because they did this. And it's like, but that's been your friend for 27 years. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. okay, I can't really, it's a bit awkward. Yeah, but. or maybe you learn stuff about your friends you don't want to know where they've told you about the relationship. You're like, I didn't know that about them. I wish I didn't. Yeah, especially if you're closer to the one friend than the other. Yeah. Uh, Rachel then storms into the coffee shop and tells Chandler he has to call her. He really doesn't want to. She's really dull. She is. Uh, I like that he just isn't interested in her. Like, yeah, it's like, look, I don't want to call her. I'm not interested. Like, I feel like any other time it would be like, hey, there's a woman after you. Even if you're not interested, you should give it a go, right? And we kind of do get there a little bit in later episodes with the characters. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Chandler's normally so kind of needy and, for lack of a better phrase, desperate Yeah, for, for affection that it is like, ah, oh, it's a nice change to see him not be interested and no. actually be genuine for a change as uh, opposed to just insecure and panicky. Yeah, but eventually he has to uh, have another date with her because Rachel won't let it go. And it's got to be a lunch date, one hour maximum. Like, yeah, good, good way to try and get out of it. Uh, maybe he should have just called and just been like, hey, look, I said I'll call you. Uh, and then he could have could have just been honest with her. Or if he couldn't do that, he could just be like, look, I've met someone else or I realise what I'm into. It's not you. Like, there's, there's nice ways he could have done it. I normally get, well, when I was dating, it would be the... Uh... Oh, I'm. I want something serious, and I think you're just looking for something casual. And I'm like, we have not. So, had this so, com- so they're gaslighting you, basically. Yeah, and I'm like, we have not had that conversation, and it's no. just like, oh well. Mm, and I'm like, just you don't have to say like, just say you don't want to date me, or like, you don't need yeah. to make up a convoluted reason. Like, don't project onto me what you think I want. Just yeah. ask. Yeah, like I'm sure you're pretty casual uh, when dating someone. You're not. Hey, we need to get married right away. No. Whereas they might have been more in, into that sort of thing. But yeah, it sounds like they're projecting onto you. I mean, to be fair, the few times it happened, they were right. But yeah. I, we hadn't had that conversation. Like, you know what no, I mean? No, you've, you've just met someone for the first time. You don't know where it's going to go. And It's just a really it's... weird to be like, I want a relationship! Like immediately, I'm like, whoa, okay, back away. Like, yeah. like I'm not scared of commitment. But when someone is immediately like, I want a dead show. Like, we don't know each other. Yeah. Like, we've seen each other, especially nowadays with dating apps. Like, we both think we're pretty. Like... <laughs> I think the other person's pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, speak, you speak highly of yourself so much. Hi, I'm vain. Um, but no, you know, I mean? like it's to me that's weirdly intense to just be like, this person looks attractive, and then they've they've kind of written a narrative for you. It's like you playing The Sims. Or oh, it's like Ross Sims. already having children's names out for Rachel and where they're going to live and stuff, right? So I'll give Ross a pass on that one because, because they've been dating. They're for dating, a while. and he's loved her since he was like 19. Yeah. So he gets a bit of a pass on that one to me. But no, you're you're right. Like you haven't decided yet how it's going to go. But that is actually quite horrible. Though they're going like you only want casual stuff. It's like, how do you know that? Like based on one meeting with me? Yeah, like I haven't said that. No, but I mean, it, people each to their own. Yeah, it's it, a lot of people want to make themselves feel better, right? Some people do it through text. It's yeah. an I, I've never done that. I've never called things off with someone that hasn't been face to face. Yeah, because I feel like if I'm going to upset you, I I owe you the. The, the kind of the, the face-to-face contact, I owe you that kind of, I don't know, respect, I guess I'd call it. Because yeah. sending a text message to me is just like, okay, well, that's cowardly. Yeah. Just, I don't know why I think it's cowardly. 
it just seems cowardly because technically you're still communicating the same message and it is kind of awkward to take someone somewhere to just be like because some people might be like why did you waste my time then why did you know in like the dark yeah, night yeah, yeah. it was like just accidentally waste my time that is actually <laughs> you've dragged me out on an afternoon to tell me you don't want to do this anymore i could have done someone else yeah but at the same time i would still rather be told face to face yeah uh, at Monica's, Monica is in the shower whilst Rob is grabbing some stuff out the fridge. Uh, but there's a fire. Phoebe's dollhouse is on fire. Damn a room, a room. Uh, Ross is acting very swiftly, uh, sort of. Uh, but we, we get some great comedy happen here for him trying to figure out how to put out the fire. Yeah, I love when he turns the tap on to fill the cup and yeah. it's just slow and he's like, oh, <laughs> just again, swimmer in his facial expressions. Yep. Does so well. Uh, and then a quick trip to the bathroom and into the shower it can go where Monica is. Like, I get the logic. Yeah, you've got a fire, like, put it in the sink. It doesn't fit in the sink, put it in the bath. Like, there's a shower there. Yeah, this is where... Because he clearly wanted to throw it out of the back window, but then he's got to lift the window with his house on fire. Well, that's what I was thinking, but I'm like, why is that balcony there and only accessible by a window? Why isn't there a door there? Yeah. Oh, just, yeah, we've had this discussion many times. Just, no, but it doesn't... I forget about it until it becomes relevant to the plot. Yeah. And I'm like, that's just stupid. But yeah, I mean, he could have just put the whole dollhouse in the sink, but that wouldn't have been funny. No. Uh, at the theatre once again, because we'll come back to the shower scene in a bit. Uh, Joey has told Lauren about Kate, but Kate uh, has not talked to the director, Marshall. That night together was no big deal for her. This means Joey is pretty crushed. Like, yeah. you know, he's, he's gone to Lauren, hey, you know, I slept with Kate, I'm sorry. You know, even though they weren't in a relationship or whatever, like... She's going to be upset and he's given up someone who's pretty nice for Kate. Because yeah. he thought, thought that meant something. I'd kind of forgotten how this bit of the episode played out until I rewatched it. Mm. So when it was initially watching it, I was really mad at Joey. I was like, that person's got a partner. Like, that's disgraceful behavior. Because I don't buy the whole, oh, it just happened logic. Like, yeah. uh, like no, it doesn't. Given that, you know, they had to go from the apartment to Joey's house. It mm. didn't just happen. That was a choice. Um, I was quite mad at Joey. I'm like, Joey, that's like terrible behavior. Um, but then the fact that immediately after the show is like, hi, yeah, I told, I told Lauren what was going on. Have you, have you told Marshall? Marshall. I mean, like, oh, so Joey's kind of realizing it's happened. He kind of probably knows it wasn't a good thing to have done, but he's immediately taken the next, the next, the most immediate right step. Yeah. He's rectified the problem as quick as he could. He, he wanted something serious, not something yeah, casual. Yeah, he, he wanted to go somewhere. And then you, it is just like, Ah, oh, like I went from being annoyed at Joey to immediately just like have a hug. Yeah, and then she's like, "No, why would I tell him that? It's no big deal." And it's like, "Oh, like yeah, Joey is being crushed." And I, I really like this character development because normally it's like Joey is the one who does this to all the women. And over the the last episode, uh, last season or so, he has had his moments where it's like, "Oh, actually, I did have more feelings for this person." Yeah. Um. So I, I kind of like what's going on here in a horrible sort of way. I. I don't understand cheating mentality. I've never cheated on anyone and I assume I wouldn't. Um, but yeah, how you could do it and then just not tell the person. I was like, yeah. if it happened, I'd have to be like, I need to tell this person. Um, you'd have to, I'd have to, I wouldn't be able to not confess. I'd be fidgety. And just, <laughs> yeah, you can't keep a secret. <laughs> no, I'd, just, but I'd be tormented and, you know, just done. I'd yeah. probably break up with them. I'd break up with you. I cheated on you. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I don't want to break up with you. I'm like, no, I did it. I'm wrong. Go away. Yeah. Like, I got, but I don't know. It's but, but it makes me. It makes me. This Kate's an unlikable character. She is immediately. You have to wonder why Joey's into her at all. Yeah, and then she's after this bit when she's just not going to tell her partner and just pushes Joey to one side. You are just like, so you're stuck up about acting and you're a cheater and you mean to Joey. It's like <laughs> she's so deeply unlikable. Yeah. Uh, back at Monica's, Ross is checking the burnt wreckage of the house uh, and he's sorry for scaring Monica. And this is where we find out she was just checking the shower massager. Uh, firstly, it's a great subtle joke, especially in the mid-90s, but also gross. Don't tell Ross anything. Stop sharing details. It, it's one of those things, though, where I feel like she is worried he's thinking what she was doing. Yes. And he may be like, oh my God, she was totally doing what I think she was doing. So... Neither one of them know. It, like, yes. It's not been confirmed. So like, that's worse than like, just going... <laughs> I, like, even though you know she's lying. Like, Russ knows what she was doing <laughs> yes. with that shower head. Um, acknowledging it's like, right, we're both aware. And we'll never talk about it. Um, that's probably better than just like... Because imagine if you'd be sat there for the whole evening then going, does Russ know that I was doing that? And then Russ would be sat there going like, gross, my sister was doing that. Like, you know, yeah. just, just address it and then put it Especially away. Especially now she's like, I'm just going for a shower. You're like, really? Yeah, I, like, like yeah, yeah, like, and... It'd be fun. It'd be fine if maybe Chandler knew because it could be funny, right? But 
being brother and sister is it's a detail that's too much. Uh, I don't know. Do you, do you ever take the shower off the, the shower head? Yeah. So it's perfectly normal to do that, right? Yeah, when I do it, because I'm washing my hair. Okay. It's never, you know. Yeah, but, you know, it depends on your shower, I guess. Like, some showers you can be, like... Well, some, some are static anyway. Yeah. Where you can't move them. Uh, and then, yeah, others be like, yeah. I remember there was a, a thread online, someone probably on Reddit. People were like, there's people out there who don't wash their legs. So they're in the shower just letting the water drip down their legs. I was like, okay, yeah, that, that is weird. Like, you should be washing your legs, not just letting water just drip down and hoping it cleans along the way. So moving the shower around your body probably is like a good thing to do. Well, I feel stupid now. Suddenly we just reposition myself so the water hits me. I could just take the shower head <laughs> off and do it, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing a handstand in the shower. I'm just like, no, I'll just move myself. I was like, you're on your back with a leg in the air. <laughs> yeah. Go, yeah, just got to clean in between the toes. I just move myself to where the water That seems easy. That's just logical. How, how do I clean my butt? <laughs> I need to be upside down. Let's not go into those details. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's no wonder they're going always in Monica's shower, right? <laughs> with the shower massager. Yeah. Well, I feel like if one of the other characters had caught her, there would have been jokes like Chandler would have been yes. like, how's that water pressure? And just, <laughs> yes, just like yes. there could have been the odd chip in. But. Yeah, I, I hate the kind of the grossness they get between Monica and Ross. They're, they're, they know too much about each other. Well, I said, it's really subtle and awkward, but it's so subtle and awkward, it's almost not worth having done. Like You didn't, <laughs> yes. you didn't need to do that. No. Like, the embarrassment part of he burst into her in the shower with her thing is, is funny enough. Yeah. That next little bit is just a bit like, Ugh. Yeah. Uh, Phoebe then comes in. Monica has some bad news for her. Poor Phoebe. Fire Marshal Rosso has all the details of what went down and tries to protect her from the burnt corpses. Yeah, I love it when she lifts the, the sheet. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, you don't want to do what's under there. It's just... Yeah, they, they, they play act a lot. I quite like this. Uh, we're then back at Bloomies yet again. Uh, Chandler walks in talking to Joanna about her mascara gunk or goop. Just that word, mascara, goop. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, I, I just feels gross uh he's too honest like you know do, he probably shouldn't have told her this even if he's at least at this this point in time or this way i mean i don't think there's anything wrong with saying it there is there isn't but it's just like he's walking in after the day like yeah and then you know you get this goop in your eye like oh if it was a physical feature it would be really rude because yeah. it's a cosmetic one i don't think it's like if i had like a biscuit crumb in my beard on a date and the dad was like dude you've got a crumb in yeah, beard, yeah i'd be like Okay, thanks for telling me. Like, and to me, that's the equivalent. Like, it's a mascara yeah, yeah. goop. Whereas, if you just went, your nose is massive, man. <laughs> I'd be like, dude, like, what the? But you know, like, it's, it's Can't a change it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it looks like she had a great lunch, and Chandler just doesn't know how to say goodbye with a. I'll give you a call. <laughs> just, yet again. Yeah, he's an idiot. Now, the the layout of the office is odd here, though. So there is a door for people to walk in at the far side. Yep. And a wall because you know, without you don't have a door. Yep. And then the wall just ends and it goes into the same hallway as the door. Yeah. So, so why have a door? Like, you know, you have these open, open rooms at times, like especially say a kitchen where you have, you know, there is a wall and there'll be like a hole out of it either side or whatever. But why have a door when you can just walk around the wall and there is no door? I assumed it was like an internal partition that you'd put other stuff behind. So like the photocopier would go behind the partition. No, because it looks like a hallway. So yeah, you. So the way it looks when the characters go outside, because because Chandler and Rachel eventually go outside there. So it's almost like a T shape where you've got the top of the T is the main corridor to wherever, and then the the leg of the T goes to this office, and potentially further on. And if it does go further on, why is there a door and then a hole to the same office? And if it, it doesn't go further on, why have a door and a hole as well? Because they must have just left it as holes. I saw it as a T-shape, but the head of the T is the corridor. Then there's a door in that T into the main bit of the room. And then in that room is a partition. And then there's the rest of the office. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very odd. Like, why have a door to an office that you can bypass the door by just going in the hole? It's, it's just weird. Fair enough. Because uh, certainly the, the point of doors is either one, to lock it or secure it. Or two to stop noise traveling and having a hole in your like in in the place we're in now if i had like another hole here that just went out into the hallway what's the point of the other door 
Yeah, fair. So, yeah, it's, it is very odd. Um, and watching it on Netflix, when China comes back into the office, uh, you can see the end of the stage. Yeah. And loads of boxes for the crew are just there, and it gives me some real Truman Show vibes. Cause, <laughs> just... Yeah, because you see, like, in the Truman Show, there's, like, bits where walls disappear, and it's just the, the backstage, right? And there's this happening where he's like he's doing his like serious scene, and all of a sudden there's just like crew boxes because the way the the show is now cut off for Netflix widescreen. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's something I've never noticed before, but this summer it's like, oh look, oh, look. there's a weird, and it it makes these this weird room kind of make sense because that's how they get Rachel to go out of the office without following Chandler out the door, and the camera can go across the wall to do their little scene outside the office so they can have their chat, and then he can come back in. So it's. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. And look yeah, at the set. it is a weird layout that is done this way for the scene, but as a as room logic, it's almost like video games. You know when you go into like a video game office, and it's like this doesn't make sense as a location. It's like that. Yeah, there. All right. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's not gonna work out. Are you gonna call her? No. Chandler. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I'm weak and pathetic and sorry. Okay, you are going to tell her? You are going to tell her now? I'm not going to call you. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I said I was going to when I'm not. <sighs> Look, this has nothing to do with you. No, I'm, and this isn't Rachel's fault. It's me. I have serious, serious problems when it comes to women. I have issues with commitment, intimacy, Mascara goop. <laughs> and I'm really sorry. It's just that this is not, this isn't going to work out. Well, this isn't how I was hoping this would end, but I guess I have to appreciate your honesty. Yeah, oh, okay. So. Well, this is great. I'll give you a call. We should do it again sometime. <laughs> Such an idiot. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's perfect Chandler, right? Yeah. It's just the way he goes from like vulnerable and honest yeah. to default Chandler immediately afterwards. It's, it's, the, it's the gap between. So she's like, so, and he's like, how do I leave? This would be great. I'll give you a call sometime. <laughs> uh, let me know when you get home safe. I mean, he's honest. Yeah. It's kind of brutal, given that everyone in the bloody office can hear it. <laughs> yeah, she probably should have taken him into her office. Yeah, I'm like, ooh, okay, damn. Like, we're, we're yeah. just, I'm just going to tell you this in front of everybody you work with. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, she she comes across well. She's like, oh, okay, well, thank you for letting me know. Yeah. Stuff. I feel Rachel's going to get it later on. Who know, Rachel didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, Rachel's going to have some horrible tasks, like go yeah. count the clips yeah. or <laughs> do something... So yeah, Rachel forces Chandler to tell her that she's not going to call. Um, you know, Chandler is honest with her. You know, he's got his commitments, issues, his intimacies, mascara goop. And, you know, again, Matthew Perry's book mentions his own commitment issues, intimacy. Doesn't mention mascara goop. But, um, maybe that's the next book. Yeah, maybe. Right? Uh, but yeah, it's, it is interesting watching these now, knowing more about him and how relatable to the character he is. Like, And I assume some of it is... By design, you know, they're like, this is the character and this actor is great at playing him. But also deep down, like, they probably didn't realise how close he is to Chandler in real life. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, poor Joanna. But, you know, I don't know where it's ended at this point because he says he'll call her sometime. And as we know, he does call her. He does. In the future. So, yeah, end of the show. Uh, Joey's on the phone and is apologising to some girl about how he treated her. Uh, he's learnt how that feels and wants to make amends. Turns out he has a list, though. <laughs> He's calling all the women he's been with. He's going to be on that phone for a few hours. I do like the way he's like, oh, Mrs. Whatever is your daughter there. She's not. Oh, actually, we need to talk as well. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's quite a nice character growth for him. I really like that. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Yeah, I mean... I, f- I feel like the previous one was way better than this one. Yeah, in terms of like kind of comedy, that mm. last one's just brilliant, and this one, and it, but the last one's funny and has got some nice touching moments in it. Whereas this one is just a bit stop and start, I guess. Yeah, like the the Darhouse plot is barely there, and it's you're not particularly invested. No, um, and then it's just, it just gave Phoebe and that something to do because yeah. the whole episode is really about Joey and Kate finishing their storyline. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's all right, but it's it's just. 
yeah, it's it's not a, a brilliant episode. It's it's enjoyable enough and has some some moments here and there. Uh, I do like Joey's character growth and stuff, but it it almost feels like a repeat of the previous episode in some ways. Yeah, I get that. I mean, yeah, it is nice to see some growth from Joey, and especially as he's always kind of seeing this as kind of like ladies' man player, and he could come across as heartless. I mean, if you watch the show enough, you realize that that isn't Joey at all, no. but the kind of archetypal cliche man that Joey's meant to be in, like, you know, m- most TV shows, you would be like, oh, he's horrible. Kind of like Barney from How I Ate My Mother, and he's yeah. like a bit of a roguish player who's not very nice, really. Yeah. Um, whereas you see Joey, Joey has an experience that suddenly makes him go, oh, is, th- is this what I've done? And Joey being the kind of the kind-hearted guy he is, he has to rectify it. Yeah. And imagine like kind of how like the, the balls it takes to pick up the phone and be like, hi, person I ditched two months ago, three yeah. months ago, four months ago. I just kind of want to apologize for that. Because yeah. even if that person hasn't thought about that pain for a year or however long it's been, it's still going to be you know nice for them to go, oh, thank you. Like Even if you're not emotionally Maybe. troubled so, by it. Some people do take apologies like that kind of oddly. Maybe maybe it's a power thing, like they, they like being slighted, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, being called like a year or two later about this might bring back some pain and be like, well, yeah, thanks for apologising, but actually like it doesn't change anything. I mean... Because not everyone accepts apologies. No, I mean, I guess if, if like, I don't know, like one of my exes cheated on me, if she called back and was like, oh, you know what, it may have been a decade ago, but sorry, I did that, I'd be like... Okay, I appreciate that. Thanks. I, I but no at the same time, it. maybe your life would be better if they never did do that. Like they they didn't apologize. Like you just carried on as normal, and it's you know distant memory by now. Well, it wouldn't do anything. It wouldn't change my day to day. Like I wouldn't no. suddenly be like over you know what happened at the time. I guess or I'd be like oh it's all forgiven type thing or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, I would still be like I guess it would just restore a bit of respect. I'd be like okay, fair. You know that took some effort to do. Appreciate it. You know have a good life. Whatever. I but, just like the way that Joey had a book with all these people's numbers in it. Like. <laughs> Why is he keeping that around? Oh, it's the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> I look at him because he's a is whatever the girl's name is in, and she's like, no, and he's like, oh, hi, Mrs. Whatever. Actually, I need to talk to you too. Yeah, we just said <laughs> yeah, that. We just did that. Joke. No, but I just like how it's it's such a Joey joke, yes, but such a like cringy situation at the same time. Like, yeah, mother daughter thing. Yeah, yeah, do they, yeah. Do they? Yeah, they must know. Which is making. I really hope they don't. <laughs> well, you know, the mother must know at least. Well, I feel like you'd have. The fact that he, you know, he's like, can I talk to your daughter? She must know. Given Joey's age, I feel like the only way that situation came about was he was dating the daughter. I assume she lived at home. Yeah. Went home, met the mum. Went round one day, daughter wasn't in. So I don't know. Yeah, I, still, yeah, yeah. I want the backstory, but I really don't at the same time. Yeah. Well, before uh, we end the show, you've got your trivia question to answer. We do. But, but we're going to do the socials first, so you're going to have to sit through them. <laughs> Didn't we do the socials at the start? We are. We're, we're going to do them again quickly because, you know, you've listened to us for an hour. You've probably forgotten. Got to pay for those that trivia yeah. with the socials. Yeah. So, yeah, come and join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash watching friends. That's the only important one, really. Uh, you can help support us because, you know, it costs us money to make the show and we'd like to do some more of it in the future and be better, basically. Uh, so we appreciate anything you can do to help support us. Chuck a few pound our way. And you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook at Watch Friends Pod, and you can write to us there, send us some messages. You know, we ultimately we just want to hear from you and interact with you because you know we're we're friends, we're fans of friends, uh, and it's always good to talk to other fans as well and hear their thoughts and opinions and you know discuss our passion. I guess. Yeah, it, it is. It is nice to hear. Like every time, it's like you know, oh, you've got a message. I'm watching Friends. We're both yeah. like, ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like season yeah. first. Like, oh, there's another day, yeah. I do like when I reply, and I reply for both of us. And then, and then you sometimes reply just for yourself. Yeah, I, I keep meaning. I keep meaning to say like when one of us puts a message as a reply to initial the end of the message. Yeah, right. um, like blah 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 dash M and yeah. dash R. Just they know who they're talking. Yeah, to. I just put Mark and Ryan. It's like from us both. Yeah. Whereas you're like, no, it's Ryan. It's all me. I talk about Sylvanian families again. Well, our last message about you know liking tangents. I was like, I'm definitely replying to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, we like we like interacting with you and hearing from you. Uh, you can also subscribe to this podcast if you're not already. Uh, make sure you do that. That always helps us having those listener numbers. Helps the algorithm. You can always leave us a review as well. Tell us what you think. Uh, we really like five stars. Four stars and below really hurt us. But you know, you can be honest as well. Uh, it helps us to grow and make the show better for you because. Ultimately, that's what you want, and that's what we want. Well, give us a five-star review, and then put in the comments. It's actually four because of this reason. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. you still get to express yourself, but we get the. Yeah, I, I say five-star because the the way algorithms work is 
One star is bad. Two star is bad. Three star is bad. Four star is not quite so bad. Five star is absolutely amazing and should be shown to everyone. Yep. Uh, which is why I hate rating systems. Uh, especially when some people go, one star, this is a great show. They deserve to have the top spot, number one, because one is best, right? Yep. Five is worst. Uh, yeah, I really hate algorithms and rating systems. So, you know, do rate us kindly. But, you know, you can be honest with us too. We like the feedback. Yeah, um, so thank you for listening to this episode and all our tangents. You've made it to the end. If you don't know the answer, are you ready for the answer? Read the question out again. Yeah, our question was, what was Matt LeBlanc's first credited role? Okay, was it the Pepsi commercial? It wasn't. Uh, his first credited role uh, was the role of G.I. Joe in a show called Dull Day Afternoon from 1987, where he was oh, okay. the voice of G.I. Joe. Oh, he was a voice, was he? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Is he pretty cool? Uh, yep, go okay, He's been in some interesting stuff. Like, There's obviously the, the Pepsi commercial. Uh, on Netflix, there's a documentary about Pepsi, Where's My Jet? which is all about uh, a contest they ran where a guy tried to win a jet and took them to court and blah, blah, blah. They, they put the Joey commercial in there nice. for like a split second. So that was really cool. Uh, he was in Mad with Children for a few episodes, yep. which is a great sitcom. Yeah, it's very funny. Absolutely amazing. So yeah, it's, it is interesting seeing what they've done previously, as, as well as what they've done afterwards. Uh, but I think that brings this episode to a close. We will be back next week with another episode. I think they're just going to get better now as we head towards the end of season three. Yeah, pretty much. Up towards London. Oh, yeah. In the map, yeah. baby. So thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Cheerio.